the new cheesy Angus at Macca's. Now that puts the win in winter. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Macca's Run on this Tuesday evening. I hope your day has been as good as it possibly can be. However you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in, it's wonderful to be chatting with you now. Uh, the Maccas run all for the new spicy, sticky barbecue Angus at Maccas. All about catching up on the major news stories of the day and getting your say on the news of the day. You can do that on the Harcourts open line, one 736 736 For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. Your move, your Harcourts. For all things sport, uh, speak to me. You can text in at any stage on the 40 Winks Temper text. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to do that. Uh, the tribunal news tonight. Good news for the Swans. Tom McCartan getting his two-match ban overturned. Tribunal satisfied that Tom wasn't trying to bump, nor was he bracing to bump, but was just uh, tracking the ball, which took a pretty wicked deviation and thus creating the collision, which they were happy to accept as a football accident. Taylor Duray trying to get his one-match ban uh, thrown out as well. So Tom McCartan will be free uh, to play against the D's this weekend in a, in a big clash for the Swans. The biggest conversation point again today is uh, all the controversy surrounding the finish of the Crows and Swans game from uh, the round just gone. And Gary and Tim, who were back after a well-deserved two-week sabbatical, uh, had their chat about it today in the final word. So I haven't. I didn't have any sympathy for the Crows in terms of not being able to defend the point kicking. Yeah, but I go with Brownie and Bucks on this. He wasn't looking at the way the umpire signalled. He should have. Well, no, he was doing the old um, victory uh, celebration to the crowd there. No, no, I know he was. I know. I know he. Was. But that's okay to do that. Well, not when it's a, when the umpire. Well, he clearly thought it was a goal, and it was clearly. But the umpire a goal went thing. straight away. Did he? He went straight away. Yeah, I know, but there was a lot of confusion in the goal square at that time. There were a number of players around the goal umpire too. Fair enough. SEN.com.au to hear that full chat. Uh, great to have Gaz and Tim back. Nathan Buckley in his uh, Tuesday's regular spot with Jared. Um, he had a different take on what he thought should happen now for the Adelaide Crows. If I'm an Adelaide player or a, or, or a staff member, I'm, like, I'm gutted for them. I'm gutted for them because all of their like their prospects have been taken away. I think if you're looking at fairness, the game should be awarded to Adelaide. Would and so, and some would say that's that's unfair to Sydney because they didn't have the chance to win it. Well, okay, that's unfair on a ten percent level. It's unfair to Adelaide on a ninety percent level. So my logical brain says we're eighty percent on the differential wrong by 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 leaving it out how it is. Uh, it was a really interesting take from Nathan Buckley, SEN.com.au. You'd hear the full chat. With 71 seconds left, you just can't say beyond all doubt that Adelaide would have been able to hold on to win. You can score twice in, in that amount of time. We've seen that plenty of times, especially with the new 666. So if that had been the last kick of the game after the siren, then maybe there'd be uh, a case for that. I, I do feel for the Crows. I, I feel for Ben Keyes. What a career moment that would have been for him. Uh, who knows what might have been for the Crows whose season uh, won't go past this round. Um, I feel sorry for the goal umpire as well. It's a lot of collateral damage that uh, has been avoidable for a long time, but it may be the tipping point that I thought we'd reached after last year's Brizzy Richmond elimination final, but maybe this is the tipping point. Jared's been saying to all those who are outraged finally about this woeful excuse for a system, welcome to the debate. I've been, like Jared, banging on about 
One, the lack of review system that we previously had, and then when we got it, um, a, a harsh critic of the actual system itself. I'm just, I just don't have the eloquence or the profile uh, that Jared has, but um, it's been a bandwagon that I've been on since the start as well. It is the greatest example of tight arsery I think I've ever seen. American Rosso used to run a segment on their Triple J show called Tight Ass Tuesdays. This, the AFL score review system would leave any nomination they ever had in the rearview mirror by a long, long way. It's, to me, it's kind of like the kid, and that's the game in this analogy, uh, the parents, which is the AFL, rich parents with means and plenty of money. The kid's been campaigning for a long time to get a PlayStation. All these other friends with rich families, i.e. the other games and codes around the world, they've all got PlayStations and year after year the kid's banging on trying to get one and then finally just gets an inkling that this year could be the year. Birthday comes along, races up to get his presents, uh, unwraps what he thinks is going to be the PlayStation or the Xbox or the new Nintendo system. Only to, uh, only to unwrap it and find that it's a second-hand Commodore 64. And all the embarrassment that comes with that and the game's just been that the tight-ass dad saying, well, those things are expensive. This thing does the job, though. This is good enough. Uh, and then every time your friends come around, you've got to hope they don't ask to play it because it's got awful graphics, those couple of pixels. It barely works. It's clunky. It's got very basic capabilities, just the two buttons, and it barely works even on a good day. And you have to try and explain to your friends why you've got a Commodore 64 in a PlayStation world, even though your parents are loaded. Um, Jared Kratz said to me a couple of years ago that if David Attenborough can show us the individual flaps of a hummingbird's wings, then surely we can see and get a camera that can see if a finger's actually bent back or is that just a blur or has he touched the ball on the line. The technology exists, but expecting broadcasters to pay for that after they've already shelled out billions is sort of like asking your employer to pay your bills after they've already paid your wage. Now, I know that in this situation, they're saying that if the goal umpire had have called for review, it would have found enough evidence to overturn the call. Maybe, maybe not. There's some new iPhone footage out today. The SNWA were rolling out that they think shows the ball hitting the post possibly. Um, but that is the other side of the flawed system is the soft call. It always puts the responsibility on the goal umpire. It provides the AFL with the buffer against blame. It makes the goal umpire always the patsy. It's a sort of an old mafia trick. The boss never actually does the work or orders the work. There's always a couple of layers in between those who actually go out and do the work and tell the person the job they've got to do. And now we can't review every score and we can't be specific about what we want to call in the review because we're using that Commodore 64. So the soft call means it always hangs on the goal umpire, which throws them right under the bus, and it has in this circumstance, and takes all the blame away. Insufficient evidence is probably the most embarrassing phrase you'll ever hear in a multi-billion dollar sport. So it does need to be Andrew Dillon's, one of his key priorities. The AFL does so much good in, in so many areas, but there has been an acceptance in a few areas, I think, of near enough is good enough, whether it's AFLW, whether it's the umpiring structure and infrastructure, the fixturing uh, but this is the most glaring one. Uh, we went the cheap option. It's broken down again. It's a sick Commodore 64 instead of a PlayStation. And everyone told you it wasn't good enough. And we've seen that now it is. And the process that goes along with it is just as bad. So as a kid, you would have been embarrassed. As a game, we should be embarrassed. And whilst Dad, which is Gil, might be saying that it won't be reviewed or changed, Andrew Dillon sort of needs to be like Mum and says that's enough of being a tight-ass Dad. Uh, we've got to realise the job that, uh, that needs doing and spend the money to do it. Um, and I reckon every kid's got that example from their childhood of when mum or dad might have just been a little bit tight, a little bit cheap, even though they had the means not to be. For me, it was my, when my old man didn't get me wicket-keeping gloves when I asked for them. I had to use the club gloves, and they were adults' gloves, and all the, all the 
I suppose the, uh, the, the, the webbing had faltered to such a, a way that they actually folded back over on themselves, which means that the, that actually knocked the ball out of your gloves instead of letting them in. We lost games because of those wicket-keeping gloves that year because of the catches I dropped. And unfortunately, teams have lost games because of the score review system. So we have to do better. And we can do better. If you're Adelaide, though, kicking 4-8 in the last quarter doesn't help your cause either to make finals. I think it's the fifth game this year that they've actually had more scoring opportunities and more inside 50s and lost close games. So they'll be annoyed about that just as much as they will be about this result. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Damien Hardwick is the big story as well. And Gary and Tim spoke about his appointment as the new Gold Coast Suns coach. Is it like the appointment of Lee Matthews to the Brisbane Lions? Yeah. I know you talked about this on your little show last night, but I Brandy think, was saying that. I think so. I think so. I think it's such a tough market. Um, I think you need a headline grabber to be, be the the front man, and I respect everyone that's tried up there for the Gold Coast Suns with varying degrees of success. The closest they got was when they had a headline player in Gary Ablett, but now they've got a headline coach. And irrespective, I just watched that press conference when Damien Hardwick speaks, then the Gold Coast Suns state or the area is going to listen. Mm. And the front page of the paper today up there is Damien Hardwick. Splashed across the front page of the Gold Post Bulletin. Players are looking at him saying, if he says the world's flat, the players are going to buy it, Tim, because he's got three premierships mm. in his back pocket. Damien Hardwick arrived on the Gold Coast rippling with energy and bold with predictions. It was a necessary projection to beat the depiction of burnout that had been crafted around his departure from Richmond. He made no effort to lean on patience and curb expectation. Rather, he projected confidence and ambition. There aren't too many coaches I can recall who used the Foundation press conference to declare premiership success near and achievable. This club has waited literally forever, so why wait any longer? Gary and Tim and Jared Waitley on Dimmer as well. Nathan Buckley spoke about the impact that uh, he could make up on the Gold Coast. I'll play that in a sec, but there's a lot of people that wanted to call in and have their say on the news of the day. Uh, Ian's in Rosebud. G'day, Ian. Have we got you there, Ian? No, we've just got a little issue here with the, uh, with the phones. So... What we might do is I'm going to get that fixed in just a moment. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll be able to take your calls. Stay on the line, one 736 736 of the 40 Wings Tampa text. Sounds like you have issues with your upbringing. Well, I was pretty upset not to get the wicket-keeping gloves. It did mean that I we didn't – those gloves meant that I couldn't actually open them up to take a catch. We lost games. It's a very similar story. The analogy works. one 736 This is the Macca's Run, the new spicy, sticky barbecue Angus at Macca's. Stay on the line if you're there. We're going to get these phones sorted in just a moment and we'll be able to take your calls on the other side of this on the Harcourts open line for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. Your move, your Harcourts. The new cheesy Angus at Macca's. Now that puts the win in winter. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home and sport. SEM. Yeah, it was, Tim. I basically knew when I decided to come back last year that this was going to be my last year, no matter what happened. I was pretty concrete in that at the start of the year. So, you know, with the way the year went, when every time I got going, I'd hurt myself again. It was sort of made sure that crystal clear that the body wasn't up to it anymore, let alone the mind. So, um, no, very, very content, but also just it enabled me to really enjoy, enjoy the year, but also spent a lot of time with some young players and 
see what they go through more so than I ever had before. Yeah, I think I think relief's a good one. Yeah, I'm obviously um, very satisfied, very content, but also very like privileged to have the experience that you know we've all been able to have. I think you know football has many challenges and some that you've touched on, but you know what it gives you is pretty incredible and a great opportunity. So yeah, very privileged to be able to play for two great footy clubs and. Sort of leave on my own terms. It was a very special moment when you get that chance to look at your teammates and your support staff and all that. And it was great. Well, that was one of the inaugural captains of the Giants in Phil Davis, uh, who started out as an Adelaide Crow with Gary and Tim earlier today. SEN.com.au to hear the full chat uh, after announcing his retirement. One of several uh, over the last 24 hours, uh, Port Adelaide skipper Tom Jonas has confirmed that he's going to retire at the end of the season. Uh, 215 games, I reckon it's been for Tom Jonas, and who's just been um, just a model of decorum and class in handling his situation, not uh, a walk-up start to that side uh, anymore. Uh, journeyman Tom Hickey uh, at his fourth club at the Swans has announced his retirement as well at the end of the season. Former Giant Saint and now Bulldog Josh Bruce after doing another knee. Uh, has said that he will finish up at the uh, will finish up as of now as well. And John Segler, who was a hawk and now a cat, uh, retiring as well. It's been a, it's a pretty impressive draft uh, retirement class this year. Former Essendon captain Dyson Heppel is going to go on for another year, um, and Mitch McGovern has signed for a further two years in some other uh, bits and pieces making news today. Uh, we're up and running now on the Harcourt's open line. Ian in Rosebud, g'day, Ian. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. I wanted to ask this question while Matthew Head was on. I couldn't get through. Uh, why don't we have a captain's challenge just for a score only, nothing else? A score only. Because like the NRL, they've got a captain's challenge. Yeah, I'd be happy to look at that. It's just a matter of how many and, and how often and, and, and how that would work, Ian. But I'd, I'd be okay to use that. And I'd be okay to have a look at that. The whole system needs an overhaul. It is embarrassing uh, for it to be as it is at the moment in in a multi-billion dollar game. It's certainly just not up to standard uh, at the moment. And that is one thing that they could look at. Um, Andy and Terrellgan, our very good friend, who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, on Saturday before I called the Tigers uh, and the Roos. It was great to meet you in person, Andy. And I'm so glad you rang up tonight to ask us another question. Hello, mate. Andy, you there? See you. Yes, I am. There you go. Hello, mate. Uh, how are you tonight, mate? I'm good, buddy. It was great to meet you, as I said, on, on Saturday. It's a long time overdue, um, and I know you had a brilliant day at the footy. Uh, what have you got for me tonight, question-wise? Oh, Andy, we're losing you. All right. We I'm might... have you there, mate. Yeah, got you there, mate. Fire away with your question, Andy. Okay. Name me the free best... Oh, that phone line just keeps breaking up, buddy. We'll 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 pop you on hold and we'll see if we can re-establish it uh, in the meantime. Um, let's go to Billy in Ascot Vale. G'day, Bill. Billy in Ascot Vale, come on in, mate. Yeah, evening, mate. Uh, just quickly, just on that goal umpire, you said that there's new footage showing that it, uh, the ball has hit the post. Does I didn't say it that... did. I'm saying that there's vision that shows that it, it it looks a lot closer than some of the other vision has, and the SCNWA guys were saying, does this look like it hit the post? So it's it's another angle that sort of throws up another possibility. All right, I'm just wondering if it did hit the post, has the umpire been thrown under the bus for the wrong reason then, and 
would he get an apology if that is the case? Well, I think he's been thrown under the bus anyway, just under the system as it currently stands, and he's been stood down as well. I think he's been a goal umpire for about 15 years. He's, if it didn't hit the post, then he's made an error. Um, and we all make them. I mean, the Crows players will tell you they made plenty in that last quarter trying to, to win that game. Um, human error, it's absolutely... We all make mistakes in our jobs in every walk of life, in every day of it. Um, but, but the system has let him down because we should be reviewing every score and we don't because we don't have the technology to do it definitively. Um, so whether yeah, it's hit the no. post or not, he's definitely been thrown under the bus. Fair enough, yeah, no, I totally agree. And plus, I agree with what you said earlier. Look, Adelaide had the chance to win it anyway on their own, kicking 4-8. So they do have to sort of blame themselves a little bit too. Yeah, and they'll know that. I think it's the fifth game this year where they've had more scoring shots than the, than their opposition and gone down in a close one and had more inside 50s as well. So they will understand that. Coaches are pretty pragmatic. They don't want to leave anything up to chance. And sometimes with human error, and especially under our system, Things get left to chance. You don't want to leave your season to chance. You want to be controlling your own destiny. Um, thanks for the call, Bill. Uh, let's go to Sam in Sunbury. G'day, Sam. Sam in Sunbury. Hello, mate. You're on air. Yeah, g'day. Uh, how are you? I'm good, uh, thank you. I'm just, I just don't believe how the AFL can get it wrong two weeks in a row and they didn't see the warnings last week. You, they say that every goal gets reviewed. The boundary umpires have become timid where Jeremy Cameron marked one outside the line that was quite visible mm. and that gave it a mark and he kicked the goal. And then the other one where they paid the free kick and he was outside the line, hand passed to Jeremy Cameron and kicked another goal, right? So why, when you, they say that every goal is reviewed... Why wasn't, when they reviewed that goal before it went to the centre, why didn't the people upstairs turn around and say, hang on, that hand pass was done outside the centre circle, outside the play, so that should be brought back? And same with the Adelaide one, right, that even though the umpires called the goal or point, but that should be reviewed if there's a doubt that there should, that possibly may have been a goal. Yeah, I think the goal gets reviewed on the way back to the middle, but a point doesn't. Because there's the yeah. kick in. So you're right. There's The warning signs have been there forever on, on two fronts. The, the, the system that demands a soft call to then, and then the goal umpire has to call for the review, that's a flawed system. And the fact that we're using Commodore 64 technology in a PlayStation 5 era and a PlayStation 5 world, that's the other flaw to it as well, Sam. So you've picked up... Now, can, I make one more point? can I make one more quick point? Yes, mate. I, I hear Jared on the, on the couch and everybody saying... If we've got better technology, why don't we get better technology? Now, what is the difference between, and I understand it's a different game, goal line technology in soccer is so much, and in HD, is so much more clearer than what it is with the AFL system are using. And if they need to pay, if there is more better thing, everyone wants to use it better, we need to pay the money for it because I'm not an Adelaide's crow, but I'll tell you something, I feel for Adelaide crows because they should be in contention to play finals with this game this week as well. Sam, I feel for them as well because you never know what might have been. If they had been able to hang on the 71 seconds, I don't think it's as cut and dry as saying they would have won because that's enough time to score twice. So you never know what can unfold when the ball goes back to the middle in the 6-6-6 world we live in. But I certainly do feel for them. And you're right, we need to shell out because the integrity of the competition um, has been jeopardised on several occasions. 
So we can't have that. And we've got the money to do it. Biggest payday ever. Billions and billions of dollars. Uh, it's just a little bit like the dad who's got the money but just doesn't want to shell out for the good gear, whether it be wicker-keeping gloves or PlayStations. Hey, uh, Off the Tees up next. Big apologies to Andy too. We'll speak to you next week. But Off the Tees up next on SEN.